Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> I've been like hoping that our intro because our intro is kind of like i mean it's good that we have an intro right but mm-hmm. i also kind of like in podcasts when you get to hear a little bit of that like getting into the intro you know yeah oh yeah i love that <laughs> so the last the two episodes i think we've been recording a little earlier got it okay uh okay i think <laughs> i got it guests, uh, right as we introduced him his dog walked in the room <laughs> barking at him and it was perfect <laughs> that's hilarious uh well i have cats so i don't think they'll be barking but they might like just jump around and I, actually i'm in my living room right now because um my cats wanted to bathe in the sun um in the balcony and so i'm kind of cat sitting right now How they're doing their thing that? yeah <laughs> oh the things we do for our pets i know right <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Ray Torres. And with me is my amazing, talented, double talented, (laughs) Ashley Scott. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to For the Love of Acting. For the love of acting. Oh, this is a podcast where we talk about movies, we chat about being on set, acting techniques, the good, the bad, and the ugly about being an actor. But most importantly, we celebrate it because it's what we love to do, and we can't stop talking about it, Mm-mm. as nope. you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but today, we are actually going to focus the uglier side of being an actor. Uh, I don't know that we've really gone there yet, and we're going to get a little real with you talking about burnout you know I think it's a subject that is not addressed too much but probably most everybody out there has dealt with it at least once in their career and hopefully letting people in on our struggles um, and what we go through can take away some of the stigma surrounding procrastination and lack of direction and you know all the things that we deal with on a regular basis and hopefully we can uh, you know shed some light on it yeah that's true and you know to help us talk about this subject is Brian Larios. He's going to be joining us today. Uh, he's an actor, director, writer, pretty much everything. And he's always busy working on his craft. And if you listen to the episode before, <laughs> I got to jump him in the scene, <laughs> an independent film. And he got uh, initiated into our gang. What's up, PC? <laughs> oh my God. That's, hey, that's up, still Brian? traumatized me, dude. That's still something that haunts me to this day. So please don't ever say that to me again. Thank you so much. <laughs> I need to know about this. Oh, I'm like, my God. <laughs> I, I know. So, okay. So we were, um, 
<laughs> so we were babies and we, uh, I don't know how like young we were, but it was like many years ago. And I uh, auditioned for this like independent little short. I don't know if it was a feature or a short, I never knew, but there was this uh, scene that they wanted to do where we were at a park and the, these like group of gangsters were going to like try to initiate me or attack me or something. I'm not even yeah. quite sure. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like for those who don't know me, I'm like super cute little, like I can't hurt a fly. And uh, I meet uh, Ray who, <laughs> who is also like the nicest guy ever, but, uh, you know, he was, he was doing his job as an actor and he was definitely playing the intimidating card and, uh, he freaked me out. But, uh, then I learned <laughs> that he is a really, really nice guy. And, uh, the, the, the one thing that kind of freaked me out about that scene, I don't know if you remember Ray, but they had a, um, it wasn't like a real gun, but they still had a, like a prop gun and we were kind of, you know, filming outside and, yeah. it was like, you know, so I was very nervous about that because, you know, it's, you never know what's going to happen, especially in an uncontrolled set. So I yeah. remember that experience as like one of those that taught me life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, These man. are red flags that you should look out for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I love I got... the first one of like, I don't know what the movie was about. I'm not sure what was happening in the scene. <laughs> They'll happen like... to every actor, I guess. Right? <laughs> but I got to meet I've you I've had there. directors who are actually oh. like, like they think that their idea is so brilliant that they don't want to tell you. Like, oh, yeah. if there's a cliffhanger at the end of the script, like, we're not going to tell you what's going on. And it's like, I'm not your audience. I'm your actor. <laughs> no, I'm your like, actor. <laughs> 100 percent. yeah oh man i'm sure it's brilliant i'm sure it's brilliant but uh and then uh me and uh me and brian got to act again which i don't think we ever got to act again since then until until this past weekend i don't think we ever did you're probably no i mean what about um your own show oh yeah the web oh my god you forgot your own show i'm sorry i forgot my own show wow i did an amazing job there but whatever (laughs) i was literally not there i was there but i was not there like that's how that's how stressed i was there i know i know i understand (laughs) i was i did scenes and and the mason butlers and i don't remember acting in them like i was literally when i finished my takes i was like was that good because i don't remember what the hell i did (laughs) dude you were wearing so many hats i totally understand yeah it was it was crazy but um me and brian we were acting in a independent feature film last weekend and he was talking to me about uh his journey as an actor and (laughs) how you kind of had like a little bit of burnout you know and you even talked about like me you know maybe I, i don't know if you've done this or already or you know you told your your agent like oh i'm gonna take a break or whatever yeah. it is but yeah i think you mentioned that to me and <laughs> are that we dropping me an information that we shouldn't be dropping <laughs> I know. no 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 it's fine <laughs> the email has been sent <laughs> so my my question at first and in, in regard to this episode would be how do you deal with burnout yeah well that's like a super interesting question and i think um before i can really answer it I need to go back and just kind of explain a little bit of burnout just in general, at least for me, because I throughout like seven years that I've been doing this, uh, I was always asking myself at some points when I was really tired or it was like a heavy day or something, I would ask myself, is this what burnout feels like? Because I'm not quite sure if I've gone through it. And so I would talk to my friends and kind of explain how I was feeling, you know, some things, sometimes things that would normally excite me were feel like a little bit like a chore. Um, and, you know, that made mm-hmm. me doubt and kind of hesitate and be like, oh, maybe this is too much but i think (laughs) now that i've really gone through it i think you really you don't even have to ask yourself if you're going through a burnout when you're actually (laughs) going through one right you're gonna know because your body and your mind is just gonna be like f the world honestly (laughs) it's gonna be like i'm done with everything and it's gonna feel very at least in my personal experience maybe for you uh, it might be a little different but i think in general it just feels like 
you not not giving up is the wrong term you just don't want to deal with anything it's it's like a sensory overload Mm -hmm. you're done and you want to just kind of retreat and be left alone and and that doesn't just impact uh, i believe your career it impacts pretty much everything you kind of close yourself off a little bit and you're like i don't want to really hang out with friends right now i don't really want to you know do all these things that you may normally do and i just want to like really like figure out what am I going to do? Like, what's this next phase in, in my life? And and I think that's what I've been going through lately for like a couple of months. Um, You know, I was definitely feeling all of those feelings and I had the conversations. And I think that one thing that I started that really helped me, and I think now I can start kind of answering the question of how I deal with burnout, is kind of redirecting your focus to something else. Because I think creatives by nature just need to do something. Um, Sometimes that's something super creative, fulfilling. Sometimes that's something, you know, just in preparation for, you know, a next project or next adventure. But I think for me, I shifted gears to like financial independence. I know it sounds super weird, but I really wanted something that I could feel a little bit more in control of because acting wasn't giving me that for a while. You know, it was like too many... I guess, unknowns and too many, you know, people wanting or waiting to give me permission or whatever that, you know, that yeah. means. Um, and I was just like, you know, I'm and not to say that I have control issues, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love to like have more input. You know, I feel like I'm uh, like I could bring something to the table. Right. Sometimes. So so I think I was missing and I, that was lacking. So I focused on like financial independence. And it's funny because I took a trip. This always happens in books. You know, it's like you take a trip and I took a trip to Mexico for like two weeks to be around friends and stuff. And they were all talk and I had met them in college and they were all talking about their financial journey and how they were invested in the stock market and how they were buying property and I felt so left behind. It was like a reminder of reality. Like, hey, dude, you're an adult. You know that, right? And I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> and adults don't just play pretend, I guess, all the time, right? So it was that realization that got me into like reading a ton of books and just educating myself about it. I'm now invested in the stock market, which I'm super excited about. And finally, I learned that. But it did take me that time to kind of like step away from the craft to kind of learn to appreciate it again, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. You know, this this is this is a hard subject for me to talk about because I feel like I've been going through it ever since I made the move to New York, which was supposed to be like this exciting new beginning and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a relaunch into my career after the pandemic and after stepping away from acting and teaching in Paris for so long. And I had made the decision that I was going to focus on theater um, not to say that I'm not going to do film and television, but I, you know, I, theater has always been my first love and I've never lived on the East Coast and I had nothing, you know, holding me down, like all those adult things, you know, no house, <laughs> no family, no, <laughs> um, no real job. So I was like, this is great. This is perfect time for me to like go out and put myself first and start this new journey and I feel like from the moment I parked my car I have felt lost I have felt intimidated that like oh my god I'm starting over again you know Mm -hmm. I did this when I was 20 when I moved to LA I've been pursuing this career for uh god over 20 years now and you know that like wave of realization hit me of like first of all Mm -hmm. I'm entering like a midlife crisis that I think everybody struggles with around Mm -hmm. my age 
but then on top of it, just because I I worked through it in LA and I learned how to get an agent and I learned how to get auditions and I learned how to build up my reel and all of those things, I didn't come out here necessarily feeling like I hit the ground running. I felt like I just hit the ground. <laughs> like, like, now I don't know anybody. Now I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. I have, you know, 17 years of acting and teaching experience, but my my resume shows like nothing of that, you know, because everything that I did in Los Angeles was a passion project. Mm -hmm. And and quite frankly, like I felt very fulfilled doing all the things that I was doing in LA. But, you know, it's hard for me to not look back on it now and question all of it and feel like, oh, you know, when I was teaching and going to classes and putting up plays at Playhouse West, and working on little independent films with my friends and things like that. Maybe all of that time where I felt very fulfilled and I felt like this is my career. I'm living my career right now. Maybe that wasn't moving things forward enough. Maybe that wasn't, you know, like I wasn't actually focusing enough on my professional career, on getting credits on my on my resume maybe all oh, of yeah. I, all of that stuff i was doing was just an excuse or a distraction you know and it's like i cheapen it immediately yeah and i and i just think about all these regrets that don't even necessarily exist they're all just stories in my head yeah but like so you know it, it actually it's meaningful to me to hear you say when you feel this way you take a step away because I think I'm always like, I don't know if I've ever fully taken a step away from my career. But because I've never just done that, I've never just taken the step away and focused on myself. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like I, I am realizing I have I have real needs that are not being met. I'm yeah. not physically healthy. Totally. I don't necessarily feel like I'm very mentally healthy. I have not made a lot of friends since I moved out here on my days off. I'm very isolated, like you were saying, um, and I'm just exhausted. I, I work too much at my bar job, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm going through all these things that I'm like, these are not getting better. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so on my days off where I'm supposed to be, you know, submitting for auditions and trying to get an agent mm. and, you know, filming monologues for possible auditions in the future and all of these things. I don't want to do any of it. And I mm -hmm. hate all of it. You know, like I need yeah. to film a, I need to film a one minute comedic monologue that that should be fun. That's mm -hmm. that's like my bread and butter. That's what I love. Right. And yeah. like I have put it off for three days and watched YouTube videos on all of my time off because I want to do any thing but that but like that person, right yeah and so it's like I'm always so afraid to take that full step away and instead I become paralyzed in every aspect of my of life your so life like I'm not doing I'm not moving forward in my career and I'm unhealthy mm -hmm. so why am I just keeping one foot in and one foot out yeah. and, and just experiencing this paralysis you know yeah no definitely and I'm really happy to to hear that you're also like because a lot of these struggles I've definitely been through it and I feel them and I was you know that was exactly the moment when I was like I need to fix myself first because I love this analogy of think about like a plane that's like crashing down you know they always say you need to grab the oxygen mask for yourself before you give it to somebody else because if you can't be you know if you can't be um like uh capable to help then you're just, both of people are going to be in trouble right so it's like you always help yeah, yourself and that. and and that goes to like everything in life, right? And I think that's the thing that unfortunately for actors, it's so hard to 
I guess, really put into practice because we're told all the time that we are just this kind of like almost like a puppet that needs to be perfect in all the senses and needs to always be seeking for opportunities. And it's always like a you're always you're never in control again. I know I use that word a lot, but that's how I, I felt. It was always like, oh, you need to do this for this and you need to do that for that. And your agent wants you to do this and you need to lose weight and you need to take this class. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. It's like, sure, but I'm also a part of the team it's like filmmaking is a team player thing right so yeah i want to have more control over it because at the end of the day it is my career and i don't care what other people say or want or expect it's my career and i'm supposed to be in charge of it just like any other career right um of course you know there's things that are a little bit out of that of our control sometimes but for the most part i've learned that taking care of our basic needs i think um i've been reading a lot about, about like maslow's hierarchy of needs you know and, and it kind of covers the basics and it's like um something that you said, Ashley, that really stuck with me was like feeling like this paralysis and feeling and starting to see your mental health and your physical health kind of like go down as you're trying to, you know, live up to this uh, hustle culture that we have going on in the acting world where everyone's like, you know, like putting in the hours on the weekends and at night times and burning, you know, the candle on both ends or whatever that phrase is. And I think that um, that is okay for like certain stages of our life. But just like anything else, I feel like there's also stages where it's like where you know we kind of now we've absorbed a lot of it and now we can like really take what is going to have a bigger impact like there's this other concept about like the 80 20 rule i'm not sure if you guys have heard about it mm -hmm. but it's where awesome so it's like where you put you define like 20 percent of your effort that gives you like 80 percent of your output right so mm -hmm. you know like if you do because that was something that i was struggling with it's like I would get all of these other little projects and don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm thankful that I was given the opportunity, but at the same time, I was like, well, this student project project, this short film, this, you know, whatever it may be commercial even is not really pushing my career forward. So I think I'm like in a position where I want to just put my time on the things that I personally believe that are going to give me better results and start saying no a lot more because mm. that was I'm a people pleaser. So for me saying no is like the hardest thing ever. So it's something that I'm training myself actively to be like, no. And now that I've done it and I've been able to kind of minimize all of the noise and just really like it's it's back to like you know the the groundwork of organizing your mind asking yourself those tough questions like why is it that you're doing it what do you want to do how do you see yourself being fulfilled with this and for me that was not really pursuing acting as hard as I was you know that's why I told my agent and my manager that I was taking a break because I was getting all of these auditions and they were for great shows like I auditioned for Stranger Things this latest season I had I, I auditioned for a book uh, that was produced by George Clooney and that I was actually pinned for the role it's called a tender bar I read the book and everything and I was getting a lot of traction and that was great but then there was like you said there was all of these in the middle of my day my agent sent me an audition that I was in the middle of work and I had to like stress myself to try to get this done and then I was like well this is not fun anymore and that was like when I when I said we I need to stop so so I'm happy actually that you bring it up because I feel like we are going through it like you said so you know and we also deal with actually you talked about your job you know you have to have a day job in a sense to kind of live <laughs> in this uh this modern world so just like you and me brian we have a nine to five job uh ashley yeah. has the you know the bartender job so it's like how do you how do you work those two things so you can have a good balance of those both and 
I was just thinking about this when you said, you know, especially what Ashley said about pursuing this for so long. Sandy Meisner, he said, it takes 20 years to become an actor. So I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, you go. So <laughs> Sandy, Sandy <laughs> Meisner. I yeah. Mark. I think it's probably this month. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Guys, I'm an actor. So, <laughs> and ever so often when, when I'm like overworked and I'm just like, yeah, I get an audition. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this because it's not what I want to do right now. You know, I'm over, I'm burnt. I have to work in the morning. I sometimes think about that because I was like, wait, my journey as an actor from, from when I started to where I am now, I'm so much, much better. I don't know if what he meant, what Sandy Meister meant about the 20 years of actually becoming an actor. I, you know, I, I think it's because like the more training, the more on stage, the more film, the more confident you become in what you do. And 20 years just gives you that. But I think also is ups and downs of pursuing acting that makes you an actor, you know, because you have those, you know, those days where you don't want to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you have those days where like, oh crap, that was awesome. Like yeah. on stage yeah. was amazing, you know? So those are, you, you have good days and bad days as an actor. So oh, I'm 20 years, you'll know, or you'll realize, I guess, that's what I'm thinking is that no matter what, I still love this thing. I still love this craft and I, I'm here for the ups and downs because I felt that, I totally felt that. I mean, the, the co-star that I booked, I literally like, I just did it in three takes because I'm like, this is the one line. And I focused <laughs> myself on the other auditions that I had because they were like three, four pages. And I literally waited to the end and only did three takes. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm uploading it. I'm done. You know, I'm tired. I have to be up in the morning at 530. <laughs> this is too much. And I ended up booking it. You know, you just, again, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, burnout, it becomes the... <sighs> For some reason, for me, burnout is me looking ahead. And I think what Ashley said is like, okay, I've done all this work and I'm still here. I, I felt like I haven't moved that much in all these years that I've worked and I prioritized, you know, uh, a craft in my life. Mm -hmm. So when I feel like I'm burning out, it's like, crap, I've, been, I've done all this stuff and I still feel like I'm standing still. I'm like, oh, I get like really anxious about that. I This is the one thing that I get really anxious about because mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't moved ahead enough. I think all actors feel like that. I mean, unless I guess you're in a show and you're like, okay, I've made it. But even then, I think even actors that are there, you know, in a show, sometimes they get jaded. They're still and looking ahead to the next They're still looking thing. ahead. Yeah. yeah, they're still looking like, ahead. Yeah. And what, what am I going to do when this show can't get canceled? Yeah, what, exactly. What's next? You know, yeah. And like, like I struggle... I struggle so much with that going on. And then like, I, I completely agree with you with everything that you're saying of like, I've worked this hard for this many years and I still feel like I'm in the same place rather than just looking at it as like, this is my life. This is my journey. Everything that I've done to this point has been, you know, part of my life's journey that mm -hmm. like, not just to say, did everything that I do push me forward somehow you know mm -hmm. like like there are some, several careers in this world where people just go to their job they do their job well they go home and they live their life yeah you know and why do we always have to be looking at it like is this serving a purpose is this moving me like like why is the goalpost always always moving mm -hmm. and like I I find that the older I get the harder it is for me to even see the goalpost I don't I don't know if it's that I'm afraid to make if I was to make you know a vision board or something i don't know if i'm afraid to decide what that top part is mm -hmm. or if i just honestly don't know anymore because i don't know that that's going to make me happy i don't yeah. know if i'm gonna feel fulfilled when i hit that like imaginary goal yeah 
And when I look around while, while I'm sitting here going like, I'm not far enough along. I'm not working hard enough. I need to chug away, chug away, chug away, chug away. And I need to like, you know, no matter how depressed I am, no matter how burnout I'm feeling, I need to keep at it, keep at it. And that's mm -hmm. what so many of my actor friends try to help me to do. And I know that they love me and I know that they genuinely think that they're trying to help. Yeah. Of like, you've got the talent, you, you know, you're just struggling with some insecurities or whatever, but you just keep at working at it and you'll get through it and it's like then on the other side of all of that stuff just observing the world I'm like those people you know are married with a child that looks nice those people are you know going to a music festival this weekend and they just got back from one last weekend and those people are traveling the world and mm -hmm. you know I'm like yeah I I want to live my life I don't want to wait another 20 years and look back and go wow my my you know my 20 to 40 looked like this and then my 40 to 60 looked exactly the same yeah and i have lost relationships with friends i've you know not had as strong a relationship with my family as i would hope i haven't seen the world the way i'd like to mm -hmm. i don't even if i even if i was successful in in the next 20 years career wise mm -hmm. is that going to make me feel fulfilled is that yeah. going to make me feel like you know i want to have things yeah right? hey, but you went to that's ireland where i struggle the most <laughs> and i think that that's probably why i have a hard time putting a foot you know, putting both feet into, into, the, into my career when I don't even know where I'm going. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's, uh, A, like super brave for you to say that out loud. You know, sometimes I know it's it's a little hard to admit these kind of things to ourselves and then to the world uh, since Ray is going to be like super popular podcaster. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> no. I think one thing that I, <laughs> one thing that I, come on, it's all about believing in it. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, one thing that I've learned um, reading like all of these like books about productivity and like self-help stuff um there's one specifically atomic habits that i re read re recently and they talk about how in america we're so goal focused and i was like wait that, that's an interesting concept because like you said ashley you're like well you know there's all these goals that are constantly moving for us to feel fulfilled and he kind of i love that he shifts uh, the the thinking and becomes more of like what about a lifestyle that you want to have instead of a goal why don't you think about it as a lifestyle and you try to make yourself kind of like one percent better in that lifestyle to kind of like see and be able to adjust and and kind of tweak where you need to. And one thing that I really loved is like, so for example, he makes a question like, okay, if if you want to be, um, you know, staying away from acting for a second, but it's like, if you always said you wanted to have a really fit body, that's your goal, right? I want to be like super fit. But it's like, well, let's think about what is the lifestyle of someone that's super fit? What do they do on a daily basis? Let's break it down to like smaller digestible pieces, right? It's like, okay, well, they probably eat healthier, right? They don't eat junk food. They probably prioritize working out. They probably, you know, um, have a routine to take care of their skin, whatever it might be. It's you kind of start breaking it down to kind of consumable, actionable things that you can do. And then from there, you kind of like start doing them and see if it's something that if it's a lifestyle that aligns with you and that you want to have, right? So I think some uh, like a good opportunity maybe would be to think about what is the lifestyle that Ashley wants to have, you know, like, and, and how is it balanced? Like, how is it? How how would someone that prioritizes their friends and family go about? You know, do they text message? You know, at least once or twice a week. Um, do they call them randomly or take them out for coffee? Um, I I feel like um I've gone through that too, where it's like sometimes thinking about it is what brings me 
to feel very overwhelmed and feel very unstructured. And it's only until I write it down and I kind of plan it that I can feel more at ease because I feel like my brain starts stops being annoying. You know, because I feel like my brain is always active. It's always freaking thinking about the next thing and blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I love you, but calm down. You know, it's like, <laughs> calm the F down. It's like there's time you just need to prioritize and really think and i think honestly the the most tough things for me have been answering the very simple questions again it's like i sit there uh i love like showers is my like me time i, I can spend hours in the shower uh sorry whales for the water but uh <laughs> it's like my it's my time where no one can bother me and i can like really think and um you know just like be honest with myself and i always ask myself like what is it what would make you happy like what do you think is going to make you happy and I never answer the question. I always just mm -hmm. like avoid it. I go a different route. And I don't know if it's the fear of knowing that maybe what will make me happy is not what I want to make me happy. You know, like right. I've I've wanted to be an actor my whole life. I don't know exactly why. I, I don't know if it's a some sort of trauma when you're a kid and you just want <laughs> attention. Like I have no or maybe it's just like, you know, it is a fairy tale thing where like this like, little elfy looking thing comes to you at night and bathes you with like, <laughs> you know, whatever magical thing and you want to be an actor. I <laughs> don't know what that is but i'm like for the longest time i thought that my happiness depended on that goal and i was like if i don't make it as an actor i'm not going to be happy that was my thought before you know whether i like to admit it or not and now that i've like been there done that kind of a thing you know i haven't been in a big show but i've been really close and i've like you know other than like larger sets pretty much it's the same similar experience and i was like honestly on a lot of these gigs i wasn't really happy i was like it's cool and all, you know, but there's a lot of waiting around. There's a lot of like uncomfortable situations and whatever. So there's and and I think the only times that I've been feeling really happy is when I'm just telling a story or filming something kind of by myself, because then I feel like what I'm doing in a way is just something that I completely can like be in the moment and let go and not care about the outcome or the expectations. It's about it's really about the journey or the experience at that time mm -hmm. versus all the other gigs that I've had where I'm like on set. It's it feels like it was more for like my goal. My that oh yeah, so I nice. I did this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I put it on my resume and, and done. Check and 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 I'm starting to step away just because I feel like that's a little unfulfilling. So I don't know. For me, I feel like actors we just really need to realize how much value we bring to the table and take that as an empowerment yeah. because we are not the that. end little piece of the puzzle. Like we, without us, you can have an amazing director. Who are they going to direct? Without us, you can have a fantastic writer. How are they going to come to life? Like we as actors have so much of the power if you if we learn to, you know, hone the other skills or gather people around us that want to support, you know, us as actors because they bring the other pieces of the puzzle. Right. But I just keep trying to remember to remind actors. It's like we are so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> And see, this is, this, oh God, I love, I love what you're saying here. And this is the spot. And especially because, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher as well. And the last thing I want to do is give my students permission to be lazy or lackadaisical about their career because it does take a ton of work. Mm -hmm. It does take a ton of focus. It does take that constant grind of like, okay, I have my day job and then I need to go home and submit to auditions. I need to, <laughs> I need to be working on my reel. I need to be working on agents, all those things. Like you do need to do these things. You need to be very disciplined. And there are a lot of things that are out of our control, but there are also a lot of things that are in our control. So I am truly scared to say this out loud and I don't want it to feel like I 
I am discouraging anybody or, or not acknowledging that reality. But if I'm completely 100% honest with myself, I don't think that I work hard enough at those day-to-day things because they just do not make me happy. I have always felt my happiest when I am directing and or acting in a small black box theater or working on a film that my friend wrote and we're, you know, we're enjoying each other's company and we're collaborating and we're laughing and we're crying and we're you know, we're saying something that means something to us. And of course, I would love to be on the set of a major motion picture and get to do that same thing. I would love to do it on a grand scale and get paid $100,000 for it and not have to work for the rest of the year. And, you know, like, that would be wonderful. But like, as I get older, I keep seeing these avenues of like, not where I have to work less, but like, Maybe my career will look a little different. Maybe it's okay if I say no to the little small jobs. You know, I just got into the union and now I'm not allowed to work non-union jobs. And maybe that's a blessing because Mm -hmm. maybe it's okay if when I'm going through backstage looking at the hundreds of auditions that I'm not submitting for every single one that has a character that's in my kind of age range. (laughs) But maybe I'm actually submitting to the ones that I'm like, that sounds like a great play. Mm -hmm. I want to be in that play and I'm going to focus on that audition. I'm going to put the work into that audition that is necessary to deliver. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put all my eggs in that one basket. And if I don't get that play, then there will be another one. But rather than I'm going to submit to every single audition and give none of them the attention and time that they need. And I'm going to hope that I don't get two of them because I didn't want to do them in the first place. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I'm just, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm kind of just talking in circles now, but like, I'm, I don't want to say something that sounds like I'm giving up or like that other people should not work so hard. I, I, I would hate to put out any kind of advice that sounds like I'm like, fuck it. You know? Yeah, like, no. No, no, no. What I was going to say, Ashley, is I think what you're saying, and uh, I think, well, Brian, all actors, there's a certain point in your journey where you say, okay, this, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not Mm -hmm. for me anymore. Like, I'm not that I'm better than that, or I'm beyond it. But this is the stage of my life that I'm not doing this anymore. That's Mm -hmm. what I do. Full disclosure, I don't really uh, submit to short films anymore. That's not my thing mm-hmm. anymore. Like that is not yeah. what I won't do that anymore. When I go on Actors Access, I'm just like, okay, there's like, <laughs> there's 50 short films. I don't do any of them. I just mm-hmm. do. And I love that you say. I love that you say that it's not because you're like better than it or beyond yeah. it now. Like yeah. you say, that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, it... Is that okay for us to say? Are we allowed to? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's 100% okay. I've heard actors, you know, on set when I've been with them, and they're just like, yeah, I don't do short films or that or if I'm in like pay gig, it's like, yeah, the last time I did a pay gig was like four years ago. If they're not paying me, I'm not working. I was like, oh, crap. You know, there's a certain point where you put your foot yeah. down as an actor, an artist, or, yeah. you know, whatever artist you are. And, and it doesn't make you better. But you as a person, you're like, okay, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm not going to do from this point on you know but but when it comes down to like you know independent short films or something like that that I love to do with my friends like the one I just did with Brian 
Yeah. I didn't get paid, but I love doing it because it was a funny script. It will yeah. overcome my friends. Why not do it? You know, but Dude, yeah, you're protecting your time. That's that's all it is. I think we're saying it in a way that might seem like we're negative, but it's not. We're protecting our time. We all do that, not only in acting like I mean, I, I come from a corporate world my entire life and they do the same thing. It's like, you know, at the at the beginning of the fiscal year, you set your three goals or priorities for like the company and that funnels down to our team. And then you based on that, you kind of align yourself. That's what we're doing. We're we're we are protecting our time. We've already been through, like you said, the 100 short films, you know, the the uh, student films, the like things that don't resonate with us. And we learn what we had to learn. But we need to keep growing. Like we need to like understand that although, yes, acting is like a super unstructured career path. It is super tough. But I feel like we need to like work sometimes smarter than harder. That's kind of what I've been coming to realize. Because I'm like, I could be grinding all day long until I'm like old and, you know, like I can't anymore. But then like, like you guys have been saying is like, well, did that mean anything for me? Because if not, then why did you do it? You know, was there some sort of trivial thing that you were that you were just trying to accomplish? And I feel like with acting or at least for me, it's always been it just really never is enough. Like I remember before I started acting, I was like this super cute baby and um <laughs> i was watching the oscars in my bedroom and i remember being like sitting on my bed watching it and just like thinking to myself man if i could only be in auditions i would be happy and then i get auditions and i'm like man if only i can book it i'd be happy and then and I book it. I'm like, man, if only I can, if only I can, if only. And it's like never stops like that never, ever stops. And I mean, part of it, I think it's humans should be, you know, motivated to keep growing. But I do feel like we need some healthy boundaries so that we can remind ourselves that acting is not everything. Right. We got a life. We got to like Asha was saying, we got to prioritize the people that we love and we got to travel and we got to do other things because one thing that I loved that a friend of mine told me was you become a better actor if you're a better person and if you are someone that lived because you bring all of that experience to your performances. If you've mm -hmm. all you've done living is being in a Zoom box and doing auditions and not really taking in the real world and dealing with situations, you really never know what life experiences are going to prepare you for acting, like acting. Literally, I've done jobs that I'm like, I don't know how this, but it, later on in life, it translated to like an acting experience or or just life in general. And I and I think now um, in my specific um, point or stage in life is I am seeing acting as something that I love doing, but it's not what I'm, you know, it's not my end all, like I have to, or if I don't, if I'm not over there, you you know, performing my speech that I've, you know, memorized all these years um, that I'm going to be unhappy. I'm like, screw that. I can be happy today. I need to choose to be happy and align myself to that. But I'm going to be happy because that's what I want to do. At the end of the day, we say our goal is to be happy. Well, why can't we do it right now? Why do we have to wait 30 years in the future? It's like, I want to cash that right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like, and I don't want to, I don't want to get to a place where I'm like cheapening the experiences that I've had either. Like, I I don't want to regret the moments that are sacred to me, you know, doing Twelfth Night with my closest friends at Playhouse West was like mm -hmm. a highlight of my life. And I don't want to go back and go like, well, that's embarrassing and sad. <laughs> you know, like, like, that's your that's your highlight. That's your like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yes, it was because it was an amazing experience yeah. and I cherish it. And, you know, I did Orpheus Descending right before I moved out here and we got one night to perform it. Wow. And it was.
was the best character I've ever gotten to tackle. She's amazing. And I like, I hope that I get to revisit her someday, mm -hmm. but I put off moving to New York for about a month because the, the production kept getting pushed back. And then we only got that one night and you know, it was like, God, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. I got to get out there. And it's like, but why? Like, why? <laughs> I've got a job. <laughs> yeah. I've got a job doing what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And I'm like ready to pull out of it because I need to get to New York to, you know, be a bartender here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Brian, you can speak to this. What's it called? You did like a side by side comparison of like when you started acting. And then, oh yeah and then I was judging my you, own self my own like audition tape yes yeah, so you were judging your own <laughs> audition which was like when you first started yeah. you know seven years eight years oh, ago oh my now. god yeah it and is. I, I you can talk about that because I feel that I've become a better actor like I know oh, for a fact like this dude. journey of mine is up and down but sometimes yeah. like I, I read something and I'm like oh I got this like I can do oh, this oh yeah but yeah. in my head I'm like okay if, if I would have gotten this like six years ago I would have been oh. Like, 100%. what the F is this? Like, I would have spent, like, my whole night memorizing. I would have spent, like, yeah. thinking about stuff that I'm not even supposed to be thinking about, you know? Not being free, not being me, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So, even if, like, no, I don't do short films now, you know, I'm beyond yeah. that, you know? It's not pretentious. I'm just saying, like, now that I look at stuff as an actor, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here, and it just yeah. comes easier to me. So, I'm glad I've had all that experience, all those ups and downs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was awesome to see you. He did, actually, he did, like, a like a side-by-side, -side and he was talking about his uh, audition. I forgot what it was about. <laughs> what was it about? Yeah. Fill us in. Yeah, it's, um, so I did, uh, when I started acting, I did this uh, class. I think the studio is still up there. I, I can't remember what's it called. It's like, it's like a kind of like a famous um, acting little workshop with where you meet with casting directors and it's mainly for commercial um, and that you kind of perform uh, some of the sides for commercials and then they give you feedback real time. And so when I was there, you know, at the time I was very naive. I had no idea what this business really entailed. I just knew that I wanted to do it. And I went to this little workshop that my agent recommended and seeing it was so crazy of an experience because I, I knew nothing, you know, like I could tell just by just by me being there without saying anything. I was like, oh, it's so lost, dude. <laughs> And it's so funny and it was so cool to see it. Um, I mean, the only thing I wish is that I was that skinny. But anyway, um, <laughs> the only all. thing that <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was so cool to see that. And, and you're totally right, because sometimes um, I would feel like, oh, maybe I'm like the least experienced in the room when I would book something or when I would go to like an acting workshop. And those thoughts are so useless, by the way. It's like, who cares if you are? You know, mm -hmm. if you're there, you're there for a reason and learn and move on. But, you know, your brain does weird stuff. So I always kept on being like, oh, like, I'm always like, so not prepared or like, how did this other actor prepare? Maybe I didn't prepare enough. Maybe I didn't ask the right questions. And now, honestly, I've learned and this is something I guess that comes with experience and with yeah. doing it and learn and failing and, you know, learning is that there is really no perfect answer to how you do something in acting, honestly. I mean, I know there's like techniques and there's things that you could do like, sure, but I've been through all of these acting classes. And honestly, sometimes I think a lot, a lot of that is just like things we say <laughs> to ourselves to be like, we're doing the thing, you know, but yeah. um, some of the best performances that I've that I felt like I've done have been just like li literally just being myself, um, you know, and, and, you know, that could be like as a character or something, but like really just like listening, which are always the basics, right? And it's so funny that listening that we're supposed to be doing all the time as humans is something that we need to relearn. Yeah. So like really listen and take 
all of this in and stop being like so like focused on us, us, us all the time. I think that's really the lesson that like if anything that I'm taking with acting with me is is that it's like to allow it to be about somebody else and to be a little bit more humble when it comes to this because we are we're always so like focus on our own like narrative and our own story and I'm like I feel like if we focus on somebody else for a minute we might learn something and we might release this pressure of like oh my god am I doing enough am I being enough who cares focus on the other guy or or, or, you know or her and they got you and that's it you know go from there figure it out but I love that you're saying this about (laughs) yeah you do learn so much just like by doing it I think and I love seeing this like and now we're there forever dude in time like we're you know everyone can see our little flaws and hopefully that inspires (laughs) them to be like dude if brian was like that bad and now he's here in seven years it's like "Eh, anything is possible (laughs) but i I love the way you were like talking uh, the the video was going on and you were like okay i look skinny uh (laughs) and uh, my eyes look like i have fear (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was so oh my god i look like yeah i took a i took an on-camera acting workshop that was probably the first time i ever was on camera when i moved to la and you know like i had done really well in my high school plays and i was like (laughs) i know how to act (laughs) and then i watched myself in that class and i was like i look like a deer in headlights yes i'm like just frozen and like yeah. I, I am so uncomfortable and you know they say that the camera picks up everything, everything. and and I've always thought of that as like okay you have to be subtle you can't <laughs> be you can't do too much you can't and I'm like no what that means is you have to be real yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be a human being is what yes. that means be as big as you want to be because we're big <laughs> in, in real life or in whatever life. we call but like you just have to be real. <laughs> yeah. And isn't it funny that that's so hard to do to be real? Right. It's well, so because we have funny. all this training, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you guys ever experienced in an acting class where like your first read is the best you ever do a scene? Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. You pick it up and you're like, I don't really know what this is about yet. So I'm just going to put my attention on my partner and I'm going to take them in and I'm going to listen to them. And then I'm going to glance down and see what my response is. And I'm going to really talk to them. And you go through this whole experience. You, yeah. you have this emotional life. You have this connection. Things are happening. You're living the the experience rather than having the lines memorized. And mm-hmm. then, like, it's never as good after that. Yeah. You could do months of work on it. And you're like, I I can't I, I can't be mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Yeah, I can't recapture that spontaneity. So true. <laughs> I'm just going to say one one quick thing to, to throw in there. Okay, so, you know, all of this talk of being real and honest and, and um, kind of pouring our hearts and souls out here. Uh, hopefully this will be like a good little launch into our next episode where we're going to focus on some films that actually use real people instead of actors. Um, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid. Ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um and i think that it, it'll be a, a a great opportunity to to look at what we're talking about real humanity yeah um, and i just want to say thanks to both of you for for being so honest and pouring your heart out here yeah no thank you guys for having me and allowing myself to to say uh the things i said <laughs> a little bit a little bit of therapy you know helps. i know oh dude know. it's so therapy we but we need to talk about this we, we do yeah we do yeah. 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now moving on to a segment we're calling the best honest moment of the week. When uh, we talk about our favorite, you know, honest moments in TV, film, stage, no, that feels needs to be pointed out. That's great acting, you know? And yeah. uh, Brian will be our first to go since he's our guest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, my best honest moment <laughs> of the week is from a show called uh, Severance. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. It's on I Apple TV and it is just fantastic. It's like right up my my um, alley uh, uh, with like spoilers, spoilers. The, the, I'm not I'm not saying any spoilers. Don't worry. Uh, okay. But <laughs> in terms of a, a performance that just like blew me away, um, one of the actors in the show, his name is uh, I hope I'm not butchering it. It's a uh, Trammell Tillman, I believe. And um, he has a, an episode where they do these like very interesting the lighting was fantastic but like there's some tiles that are kind of glowing at different colors and there's like this very interesting music and he i mean there's it's he's not saying anything but like his body language and the energy that he has in that scene just had me like hypnotized throughout the entire thing and i was like what am i seeing in a great way it's like Hmm. so fantastic to see someone that can say nothing and be so impactful and like really push the narrative forward so he definitely earns a spot on um on that show. Oh wow, yeah, I haven't seen that good show, call. so yeah, oh, you're missing out, brilliant. you're missing out. Oh my god, so so good, yeah, so good. So I've been watching this show, binging it, of course, um, <laughs> called Happy, and it is an outrageous, dark. <laughs> self-destructive comedy um and you know the the (laughs) the opening scene to this show is one of the most violent things i've ever seen in my life um and then it just goes (laughs) it goes downhill from there (laughs) um it's crazy it's um imaginative there are fantasies and um imaginary characters happy is an imaginary Friend, a little cartoon unicorn that Pat Oswald does the voice for. <laughs> so it's just an outrageous show. I don't even know where to begin. But there is a little girl, Bryce Lorenzo, is the actress, and it's her imaginary friend. And there, this is going to be a spoiler. This is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> I don't feel like it's too big of a story uh, storyline. But um, there is a scene where her imaginary friend is saying goodbye to her. So she's talking to nothing and she's this cute little girl (laughs) and I don't know how much training she has had to go through, but it's just the sweetest, most like (laughs) heart-wrenching scene I think I've seen in months or years. I was like sobbing and just wiping these tears away as she's saying goodbye to this little (laughs) cartoon unicorn. (laughs) That's amazing. And I'm like, I don't know if 
this is where I'm at in my life, guys. But, <laughs> but to take one of the most outrageous shows I've ever seen in my life that is just so much bigger than life and ridiculous and gory and everything else and to be sitting there like... <laughs> That's the magic of... Not being able to control my yeah my emotions you know i'm sitting here watching it on my computer and i'm looking around my bedroom like is <laughs> <laughs> so like <laughs> i just want to give a shout out to that sweet little girl bryce who just killed it that's awesome um, simple understated very sweet it's is it this one mm-hmm. the show okay yeah i don't think i had i had seen it it's i have never okay. seen it but i know what it's about and it's yeah it's, it's crazy rough, guys it's yeah rough. okay <laughs> Okay. But kind of kind of brilliant. It's one of those shows that like I watched the whole first season. I'm like, did I like it? <laughs> I don't even know. But there are definitely um a ton of standout moments and okay. uh Christopher Maloney is fantastic on it as well. Awesome. It's really brilliant. I'll check it out. It's oh. a twist for him. It's definitely a different side of him. Oh nice. Well, okay, so uh my best honest moment of the week is uh Javier Bardem. He did this film, little film called uh, Dune. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a little, little film. A little film. <laughs> but, you know, I was in theaters and I, I remember watching that film. And the first time he's on screen was like magnetic because you could tell right away that his character, he plays a character called Stilgar. He detests the Emperor or whatever from that planet. But the way his acting is, it's just like he's barely even looking at him. He's like looking down like he doesn't respect him, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but no offense to all the other actors in that film. When Javier Bardem walked into that into that, uh, into that shot, it was just like I could tell like how much he fucking hated him. Like he wasn't <laughs> even looking at him. He like yeah. ba- I think he looked at him like barely like three times, but he was talking down to the, er- to the, to the dirt like I don't yeah. owe you anything. Like you're here because, <laughs> you know, someone else brought you here. But I don't want you to be here. So, like, as soon as you're done, get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. He wasn't even facing him. He was, like, facing to the side, talking to him, like, to the side in a sense. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm out the door. Like, I'm, I want to walk away from this conversation. I'm not yeah. even in this conversation. I don't know why, but it, like, rocked me. Because, <laughs> like, the film itself is really cool. Like, all the, oh, the yeah. visualization the is amazing. Is the sound design is amazing. Dude. But, like, yeah. I don't know why, but Javier Bardem always has this thing that when he walks into the into the shot, you, like, pay dude, attention to totally him. it's totally okay. You could totally have a man crush. I have it's a man totally crush. Fine, yep. dude. It's yep. totally I have a man fine. crush. It's 2022. <laughs> Just, yeah, be happy about it, dude. I do have a we man crush. We embrace you. We love you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do. But yeah, no, I mean, again, he's uh, an amazing actor. So just by the way he was standing, I was like, okay, that tells me everything that I need to know about this character yeah. and about how he feels in this moment. You know, I was like, wow. Yeah. It just, it just blew yeah. me away. <laughs> So that's it, guys. Dude, Brian, Ooh, thank you so it. much for joining us today. Oh, oh of course, you guys. Thank last you for having me. It was like honestly so cool. With y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was so cool, guys. I mean, so like really, really thank you, uh, A, for inviting me. That It's uh, a pleasure, and I really appreciate anyone wanting to hear anything I have to say. So thank you for <laughs> that. Uh, it helps my ego tremendously. Um, I'm going to have a great day for. for the rest of the day. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you guys um were you know so open to talking about this uh because i felt i needed that you know I've, I've said it to myself a million times in the mirror and i needed to hear it from another breathing human being that's going through it it just makes me feel so much more at ease and knowing that you know i know it sounds weird but like we're kind of struggling together kind of like just makes you feel part of a larger community so thank you for that guys of course
Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review because we need that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and please email us and tell us your best honest moment. And, you know, if you if any of this resonates with you, if you guys have any thoughts or any stories that you want to share, please, please, please reach out and tell us. You can just email us and say hi or <laughs> pour your heart out. <laughs> We're here to, to, to listen and grow. Our email address is for the love of acting pod at gmail.com so hit us up yes please we would love to hear those stories because like brian said we're all in this together for the love of acting <laughs> for the love of acting for the love of acting <laughs> i don't know what that was guys <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> it's like mickey mouse <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Brian. Awesome, thank you, guys. I hope you have a great one. Hey, great meeting you, Ashley. Yes. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.